Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim on Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Beitzad of Yod Zayin Amud Bet at the bottom of the Amud. About to take a look at both Mishnah, Bet, and Gimel of this, the second parak. Uh, dealing again with the issues of Yom Tov and Shabbat being in proximity with each other. In the first Mishnah, we presented the Halacha of Eruv Tavshilin, allowing us to cook and bake on Yom Tov for Shabbat. And now we have a different consideration. As I pointed out in the note on the help sheet, uh, there is an obligation to purify oneself for the regal. What happens if the regal begins on Sunday? All things and people must go into the mikveh to become tahor before Shabbat, may not be done on Shabbat. Vessels must be done on Friday. However, Adam, the Shabbat, a person may go into the mikveh on Shabbat. Shavin, this is the next Mishnah, The case is as follows. If you have water that has become Tamei, and you want to use the water for Yom Tov in a, in a status that's Tahor, you could put it into a Kli Evan, which is not Mechabal Tumah, and then do Hashaka, where the water comes in contact with Mikvah water, and as a result of that, it is Metair, the other water, and this is not considered an act of Tevilah, because the Klieven is not one that you take to the mikvah in any case, and that's not what we're doing. Avalo matpilin, but you cannot do tefillah of a kli on Shabbat. Matpilin migav legav mechavura which we will investigate and explain later on. Okay, the kli amiyat kli b'Shabbat lo. So Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel are in agreement that you cannot be matpil a kli, put a kli in the mikvah on Shabbat. My tama. To this we have. Two basic approaches, and several others mentioned in the Gemara. The first two will come from Pumbadita, and they are Rabbah and Rav Yosef. Amar Rabbah, Gzera Shema Yitlana Biyadovi Aviyon Arbamot Veshut Rabim, and it's not surprising, considering that Rabbah said the same thing about Shofar and Migilam and Lulav. We were concerned that you're going to take the kli and walk it on Shabbat over to an expert. Uh, in order to show you how to not build, or perhaps you're going to take it to the mikvah and thus carry it. Amarle Abaye, challenged him, Yeshlo Borba Chatsero, Meikalamemer. What happens if you have a mikvah in your own yard? Amarle, Xera Borba Chatsero, to Borba Shutarabim. So we ban it as a precaution against the case where the mikvah is in the public area. So that only explains why we can't be matbil kelim b'shabbat. B'yomto, when you're allowed to carry, why would there be prohibition? If the entire prohibition of tefillat kelim is because of a concern of carrying, it should not apply in Yom Tov at all. So he then answers, Gazru Yom Tov atu Shabbat. So suddenly there's lots of fences being built up. There's a gzera, not to do it in Yom Tov as a, as a precaution against doing it on Shabbat. So me gazrinan, so then Abaya challenges, or we challenge, since when do we make such a fence? Vatanan, we have our Mishnah, Veshavin Shemeshikin Etamayim Echli Evan Letaharan, Avalom Matpilim. On Shabbat, we're not allowed to be Matpil Echli. Veita, Nigzor Hashaka, Tuat Bala, but we're allowed to do this Hashaka, where the water connects, and this is why the editors put Mishnah Gimel with Mishnah Bet together, because the discussion includes both. And so, we're allowed to do this hashaka where the water comes in contact together, but not tefillah. But according to you, Rabbah, we should make a gzera of hashaka also. He says, v'tispra. Well, think about it. Think if that's really reasonable. Eat like ma'im yafim if he has good water. Hani lamali lemeavadu hashaka. Why would he do hashaka with these? In other words, if this water were tahor, then he wouldn't need to do it because he's getting a little bit of of less pleasant water. 
connected, uh, attached now, or touching in with his water that he's going to use for drinking. Ella delayedly. It must be that he has no other water to use on Yom Tov except this water that became Tamei. Since this is the only water he has, he'll be very careful, which means that the fact that it became Tamei meant it was a very unusual thing. And the general rule, as we'll see explicated later on, is Rabbanan did not make a against unusual circumstances. All right, Eitavei, watch this challenge. Madlin bidli Tamei, you can take a Dli Tamei and use it to fill up water and use it from a mikvah, and then it becomes tahor on its own. So why don't we make a gzerah that you might just take the kli and put it in on its own? The answer is, Since the only way that you allowed him to do this was through filling up a pail and putting it into the, filling up a pail from the mikvah, he'll remember that he can't just put it in as is. But if it became Tamei and Yom Tov, you, should, you can put it in the Mikvan Yom Tov. But then you should make a Gzera that you can't do it on Yom Tov because of a case of Erev Yom Tov. The answer is, He has mentioned that people were very careful to be Tahor during the regal, and therefore somebody becoming Tamei on Yom Tov is a very unusual circumstance. And here we go. As I mentioned, here it's explicated, the Rabbanan did not make a gzera against an unusual case. Eitave, another challenge. If a Kli became Tamei like somebody who was a Tamei mate directly or a Sheretz touched it, then you can't put it in the mikvah yom tov. But if he touched a vladatuma, like a person who touched a sheretz, then you may put it in on yom tov. If you meet a nigzor ha'atuha, again you should make a gzera. The answer is vladatuma hechimishkachala. What's a vladatuma? Gabi koanim. Only koanim are concerned with that level of tahara. Koanim zrizimheim, and the koanim are careful. We see this principle applied in many cases. The koanim zrizimheim, and therefore a certain level of gzerot don't need to be applied in their case. There's a woman is a nida, she has no begadim that are tahor. Remember we said a, woman, a person's allowed to go into the mikvah on Shabbat. So she can go in and go in with her clothes. And then she goes in with her clothes, her clothes become tahor. So why don't we make a gzerah then, Rab, according to you, that... Um, that she may just take her kelim and put her, her clothes directly in without using this harama. Again, since you only allowed her to do it through this bizarre way of going into the mikvah with her clothes on, therefore she'll remember that she can't do it in any other way. Essentially, in summing up Rabbah's position, Rabbah said that the entire uh, prohibition of tefillah kelim Shabbat is a gzerah. And so therefore we challenged it with all sorts of other circumstances where it's allowed in different ways um, and, uh, and with different limitations and suggested that based on his reasoning there should be a gzerah there. And in every case said why there would not be a gzerah there either because there'd be no reason to or because it's highly unusual or because since it's the only way we allowed it is unusual like the pail and like this uh, d- dipping with clothes on uh, therefore, the person will remember, uh, or because of the case of the Kohanim, who themselves are Zrizim. That was approach number one. 
Now, the first number two is Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef and Mark Zerah Mishum Schita. And they both agree that it's a Gzerah. But it's a Gzerah because of Schita, because if you put clothes into the mikvah, you're going to squeeze them out. So Abaya turns to him and challenges that. That makes sense about clothes. But a pot is not something you're going to squeeze out. Michael Amemar. Amar like Zerah Hani Atu Hani. So uh, Rav Yosef said, against pots as a precaution against clothes. So Eitavei Kohani Tiyufta. So Abaya brought all of these challenges that we just saw. And Rav Yosef gave the same answer that was given by Rabbah in all of these cases. So essentially, it's a cut and paste from the earlier sugya. Rabbi Vayamar, there's a third answer. We're concerned that if he knows that he can take Kelim to the mikvah on Shabbat, uh, that he'll wait around and do them on Shabbat, which is two problems. Problem number one is that you're mechavin mamachtol Shabbat, and you're planning to do extra activities on Shabbat. And the second thing is that then you're going to have kelim that are tamei around the house for an extended period of time, and you should do everything possible always to metahir them immediately. We have a pride to supporting this third approach. What's the reason now for that brighter that we saw earlier? That if a kli became tamay on erev yom tov, you may not put it into the mikvah on yom tov. It's a gzera that you might keep it around and delay, and we want you to do it right away. Rava Amar, Rava says, uh, gives a fourth explanation for the isur tefilat kilim. And this now is something very new, because all three approaches till now were gzerot. And then you could have all of the challenges of saying, why well, don't make the gzerah here, why don't make the gzerah there, why extend it so far, why limit it here. But here he says, it's not an issue of gzerah, it's because the activity itself looks like you're fixing something. Because the kli was unusable till now, and by putting the mikvah, it's now usable. Uh, and so therefore, it's almost like adjusting the handle or uh, fixing the top of the pot. So, so if that's the case, why is a person allowed to go into the mikvah? The person was not allowed to eat truma, and now he's allowed to eat truma as an example. The answer is, it looks like he's just cooling off. In other words, going into the mikvah isn't an obvious act of tahara. It could be a question of cooling off, unlike with keli. So, that only works if the water is pleasant water. And many of their mikvahot were in a very uh, unpleasant kind of waters, which is why the whole Gzerah of Merchatz happened. So, He says, you know, sometimes a person, Bisharav, sorry, a person will some, come home sometimes uh, during uh, the uh, summer heat and go even into laundry water. I mean, it's so hot and sweaty and, 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 and uncomfortable, they'll even go into dirty water. So even a person going into dirty water is not obviously going in for tahara. So, that works in the summer. Remember, what are you going to say about the winter? So he continues the defense. Sometimes you come back from work, and you've got dirt and feces and all sorts of gunk on you. You'll even go into dirty water, even in the winter, not to cool off, but to just get the essential crud off of the body. Um, which is not as bad, evidently, as this, uh, as this, which is worse, evidently, than this water that you're going into. So, Now, that all works for Shabbat. In other words, you see a person going into a mikvah on Shabbat, you say, oh, he's going to cool off. He's not going to be metaher himself. And that's fine. How would you defend, then, going in on Yom Kippur when there is no permission to go in for Rechitzah? After all, Rechitzah is one of the five prohibitions of Yom Kippur. 
And therefore, the only reason you could be going in is for tahara. And as a matter of principle, we hold that you do go to the mikvah on Yom Kippur if you are indeed Tameh. A discussion we had at the very end of Masachet Yoma. So Amar Rava, Masur. So Rava comes up with an interesting answer. He says, "Well, we don't have any precedent for something that's permitted on Shabbat and prohibited on Yom Kippur outside, of course, of, of eating." So Ella, who ilu v'Shabbat Shari v'Yom Kippur Shari, which is strange because again they could challenge and say, "Well, that's not true because Rechitza itself is permitted on Shabbat and Asur on Yom Kippur." But the question more to the point to here is why, since when does Rava accept this principle of Ho'il, which means that since something is permitted in a certain circumstance, we permit it in all the circumstances. We have the following Mishnah in Shabbat. If you have a toothache on Shabbat, remember there's a prohibition of any refat as a decree against the possibility of um, of, uh, of shkikat sammanim of grinding uh, med- uh, medicines and so the Mishnah says if you have a toothache you're not allowed to chew um, you should to put vinegar on them and kind of chew it but you can put food into vinegar like you normally do if you're not paying to pen, you eat it and if you get better you get better in other words you can do it in a normal fashion of eating Ramin and Alan, we challenge that with the following, you're not allowed to swallow it and spit it out, but you're allowed to swallow it, uh, and to take it in, and to swash it around, and to swallow it, which sounds like a more lenient ruling. He said, yes, indeed, our Mishnah, which uh, talked about the permission, uh, the, the prohibition, means what you're not allowed to do in the Mishnah is to swash around uh, vinegar and then spit it out but to swash it around and swallow it is always fine as per the, the, uh, the Brayta for Rava Marbet Rava who we're honing in on here said you could even say that the Mishnah was prohibiting um, uh, taking it in and swallowing it if it's before the meal, you could take it in and swallow it. That's megameo bolea, because there it looks like you're sort of uh, getting yourself ready for the meal. Evidently, this is some sort of an appetizer. But lachartibul, after you've already eaten, then it's clearly for medical purposes, and therefore you're not allowed to. But according to the reasoning we're following. Rava should have claimed that since you're allowed to do it before the meal, you're also allowed to do it after the meal. Just like since you're allowed to do it on Shabbat, you're allowed to do it on Yom Kippur. The answer is, The truth is we could have distinguished between uh, the, the two cases of Shabbat Yom Kippur and, and uh, the issue of Rufuab Shabbat, but we have on record something a little bit clearer, which is that Rava changed his mind about the issue of uh, interpreting the Mishnah versus the Brayta about medicine on Shabbat. Who says he changed his mind about that? Maybe he changed his mind about Tefillah Yom Kippur and said you're not allowed to go into the Mikvah Yom Kippur even though you're allowed to on Shabbat, thus negating the, the principle of Ho'il. We have an authoritative Brayta. If you have to go into the Mikvah, you go in the regular way, whether it's on Tisha B'Av or on Yom HaKippurim. Uh, based on the principle of tefillah bizmana mitzvah. Now, back in the Mishnah, in the Mishnah Gimel that we saw, we said that the Beit Shammai agree that you could purify these waters through hashakat. 
My avalo mapilin. Why does it say you could do hashakah but not tevilah? Hamar Shmuel in mapilin takli al gav meimav letaharob yomtov. Meaning, you can't take a kli and use its own water to be matirate. In other words, you're putting it into the mikvah and then using the water that came in as the as the way of being matire. So if that's the case, then mani matnitin lo rabbi v'lerabanan. We have a problem because our mishnah seems to fall in between the opinions of Rabbi and Rabbanan Detanya. Rebbe prohibits both Tvila, which our Mishnah prohibited, but also Hashaka, which our Mishnah prohibited, uh, permitted. permitted both, even though our Mishnah prohibited the first. So Mani, who is our Mishnah? If it's Rebbe, then we have a problem with Hashaka, which we allowed and he disallowed. If our Mishnah is Rabbanan, then it's a difficulty with Hatpala, which they allow and we don't allow. So, we could answer our Mishnah as being authored by either one of them. could be Rabbi. Our Brayta is uh, the first part of it about Tvila, which, uh, which Rabbi um, disallows, uh, is talking about Yom Tov. And uh, the Sefer B'Shabbat, and the issue of Hashaka is talking about Shabbat. And Rebbe disallows both. And our Mishnah is only talking about Yom Tov, and therefore everything works out fine, which is that uh, you could do um, Hashaka on Yom Tov, but neither of them on Shabbat, and not Tvila on Yom Tov. The other possibility is that our, bright, uh, our Mishnah is Rabbanan, and the whole Mishnah is about Shabbat, where they allow Hashakah, but do not allow Tefillah, but they allow both on Yom Tov, which is the Brayta. Okay, Tanar If a Kli became Tamiya on Erev Yom Tov, you can't put it into the Mikvah during twilight, between sunset and nightfall, because of course you need Erev Shemesh, which means it's not going to be Tahor, for another 24 hours. Now, the reason here seems to be that there's no point in putting it into the Mikvah if it's not going to be Tahor on that day in any case. We don't even allow you to do that on a regular weekday. Why? Because it needs Erev Shemesh, and we're concerned the fellow putting it in at that time doesn't know that it needs Erev Shemesh, and he's going to use it with Kodshim in a couple hours. Tanakama doesn't agree you need Erev Shemesh, that's in the Torah. I found the students in Beirav that interpreted as follows, is about whether we can infer his intent from his actions. What does it mean? He's got a clean in his hand. He's running during the Hashem to put it in the mikvah. The fact that he's running means he knows that he needs Erev Shemesh. That's why he's rushing. Omar Savar, and that's why we would allow it on home. Omar Savar, B'Shemin Shazuri says, Machmat Malach Tohu He's running because of work. He's got to get back to work, but he doesn't know about Harav Shemesh. And therefore, we don't allow him to do it at all, because he might then use that Kli a little bit later. So Rabba says, that's what they told me. And I told them, Nobody disagrees that we can, that we are able to infer his intent from his action. Which means he's running, he clearly understands Arab Shemesh. Their machloket is about a case where it became Tameh with less than a kashir. He came to the Rabbanan and asked, Is it Tameh or not? 
the last time I had a shah is a shear for a for a because I for a kadasha I mean a mate of from maga and mas of a mate. Marsavar and so they say the very fact that he didn't know that halacha because he knew the size and he said if it's less than Adashah Zatame for the very fact he knew that he didn't know about Herb Shemesh either and therefore we can't allow him to do it during Ben Hashemashot because he may use it right away but say he didn't know about Kadashah but he knows about Herb Shemesh and therefore we can allow him to do Tefillah during Ben Hashemashot and await 24 hours the end of the Mishnah said, "What does that mean?" Let's say that you had It means as follows: Let's say that you made something tahor uh, for the um, for your gat for your wine press, and now you wanted to have the same status of tahara for the kad for the jug. Then you can, meaning that we don't say that you have to not bill it again for this other use, and therefore, since that's the case, you can also put it into the mikvah yomto for that because you're not accomplishing anything. It was unnecessary. Since it's unnecessary, it's not an issue. So What does that mean? Let's say you were part of a certain chavurah for Pesach. And you then decided, and Pesach, let's say, is on Sunday, so it's on Shabbat now. You decide you want to join a different Chavurah, and before Shechita, you joined the other Chavurah, Harshut Piyado, and you don't need to go to the Mikvah again to join that other Chavurah. And therefore, if you are going to the Mikvah, it's unnecessary, which means you may do it on Shabbat, because it's not accomplishing anything. Okay, we'll pause at this point, we'll pick it up with the next Mishnah, with Mishnah Dalid. Um, uh, which will lead us a little bit into one of the most famous machlokot in history about smicha on Korbanot Tov. In the meantime, it should have a wonderful day.